My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a Dobbinar podcast with my friend, Dan White. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay per views we are live, not only but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and WCW's demise. Right now, we are ready for a huge weekend and we'll bring you the entire event tomorrow. But now, it's time for the NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff pre-show. The The WNR Alive. What a night we have for you. The excitement is pulsating throughout the WWE Universe. There is a big fight feel. Every single person on their feet. Cannot wait. NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, streaming live on WWE Network. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 243. It's WWE NXT UK's TakeOver Cardiff, and we are live for the pre-show. Dan, are you excited about today? I am very excited, yeah. we got a few heavy-hitting matches, and I don't know, one that I'm not looking forward to, but hopefully it, as you say, exceeded, exceeds expectations. Well, without doubt, you know, this one good thing about TakeOver's is that they always deliver, but it's the UK's turn today. But before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. And we will hunt him down because he can take it. Because he's not our hero, he's a silent guardian, a watchful protector, a dark knight. And that's Lieutenant James Gordon, or Gary Oldman, in The Dark Knight from 2008. But let's start off with some shout-outs. Yeah, we start off with Sam Yeats, and am I the only one that wants to see a War Games NXT UK versus NXT? And it'll likely be Imperium versus Undisputed Era. Now, the only problem with that, it sounds awesome, don't get me wrong, but two hills, two hill teams, would that work out for you? Would you want to see a War Games style match? There's only one thing I'd like to see, and that's Adam Cole's chest getting chopped within an inch of its life <laughs> and Carlo Riley's reaction from getting chopped in his chest as well. Yeah, you would think the punishment that uh, both teams were taking that would be kind of incredible anyway. Uh, but the, the thing is, is that there's a chance now for, we've seen when Wells collide with NXT and NXT UK and I think there is a chance, but you need to kind of build the NXT UK brand a little bit more, you know, to actually make it work. But that would be a very interesting match. Though. That would be awesome, don't get me wrong, you know, especially if they could, they could do it something like that. There's only one thing I'm lacking, and that's high-flying from that, because there's not really any high-flyers among the two teams. So that would I know we've seen Adam Cole going off the top of the structure, but, yeah. you know, aside from that, I haven't seen any high-flying from the two teams. But it would still be an interesting all-out war. I don't want to be biased. Like, I would mind seeing war games in NXT UK. And maybe having someone like British Strong Style go up against uh, Imperium. 
I think if that's the way they want to build it, I think that match would work. Where it take away from NXT too much, I think that would be another thing as well. Anyway, Connor Murphy says NXT Takeover UK Cardiff, ladies and gentlemen, can't wait to see it. And Connor, we are exactly the same view. There's a kind of buzz and excitement about, like I said, the live shows before the pre-shows that we do that we really like. And I think tonight there's a, there's a certain level of anticipation. Think of Blackpool. We weren't really sure what we were going to get. But tonight feels a little bit different, doesn't it? You know? It does, yeah. We've, uh, we've had a good bit of build towards it. And it should be a very interesting show. Are you a bit surprised that Pete Dunne is not featured in any way, shape or form? I, I am a little bit. But then again, if we weren't going to go for a straight up Pete Dunne rematch with Walter then do they really need them on the card? This is a little bit about Tyler Bate tonight. I think it shows the strength to UK to not have someone like Pete Dunne in the show and actually still be able to deliver and produce a great takeover event. Whereas he shows up tonight, I mean, that could be something that we could happen, like much like Walter did at the end of Blackpool. Uh, Pete Dunne comes back down after, you know, the <laughs> title defence and says, I'm next, basically, but... Absolutely, yeah. Well, that would be uh, very interesting. <laughs> you know, the story would then line up from what we've seen before, you know, kind of be a repeat of itself. Are you expecting to see something that carries the next like, series of programmes, like in between the next NXT programming? Yeah, I, I think so. I think, I, I'm not sure when the next takeover will be. It might even be at the start of the year, but I think we're going to see something tonight that kind of leads to where we're going in NXT UK. Like I said, Imperium is dominating at the moment and people need to step up here tonight, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, Brandon Rain, Pete Dunne versus Ali B. Well, what do you think of that? Because you're a massive Alistair Black fan and we know what we think about Pete Dunne. Uh, well, we're a huge Pete Dunne fan <laughs> and I'm a massive Ali B fan. That would be a very dream match for me. Um, it'd be a very interesting one, you know? <sighs> It would be Clash of Styles, wouldn't it? You know, it would it, be, uh, as AJ Styles would put it, a Styles Clash. Um, yeah, I think that would be a very good match. I'd, I'd love to see it anyway. Um, Ali B, the NXT Ali B, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Alistair Black on the main roster, but you would just think that the Styles would mesh between the two. Like I said, you've got the, the bitter end versus the kind of black mass kick as well. I think that would uh, definitely deliver. But where would you see it on the main roster, you know, We'd rather see it in NXT, when, like we're saying. That Absolutely, would be yeah. That is the kind of match that could headline any pay-per-view. Yeah, I think without a doubt, you know, these two guys that will be really strong in the future anyway, you know. Uh, our next shout-out, Jin the Man, the current NXT UK Women's Champion, actually beautiful as... Well, let's... Uh, <laughs> let's decide, I mean... We obviously don't judge just women on what they look like, but, I mean, you're a huge Tony Storm fan, and not just because of her ring-ring work, are you, really? I'm not, no. I, I think she's absolutely beautiful. She's, you know, a stunning woman. Um, you know, there are a few on NXT UK that are very good-looking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be... Trying to not be... Jerry the King Lawler. No, that's, that's fair enough. No, but... but no, uh, yeah, I completely agree. And Tony Storm is a beautiful woman. Well, Tyler Bate's really attractive. If we're going to level it up, oh, you yeah, know... Go on, yeah, go on, James. <laughs> yeah. That side, you James. know, Tyler Bate and all that lot. So, you know, we do talk about that as well, as long as with the other side. Axel Gonzalez, great name, said, Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm will be wild and Tyler Bate versus Walter will be chaotic. You, are you not looking forward to Kaylee Ray versus Tony I'm not sure. I think the story build-up has been very good because, you know, Kaylee Ray, 
former friends and you know she's brought up a few personal things about tony storm so i'm hoping that they can carry on a story with that yeah you know if they don't and it's just all about wrestling then it does i don't know it kind of takes away from the match itself yeah we want to see a kind of more vicious side for tony storm tonight you know because like you said it is got a little bit personal but i think kaylee ray can definitely deliver in ring here tonight with two women i'm just going to hopefully pull it all out and like i said with takeovers they'll get given a lot of time as well as for bait versus water i i can't see it not being a good match it's just even like even if they do traditional david versus goliath in this match it's going to make perfect sense you know absolutely yeah i hope we see the badass tyler bait that we've seen the past couple of weeks turn up i don't know if uh trent seven will be in his corner or i'd Tyler Bates, the kind of guy that will say, look, Trent, yeah. stay backstage. You know, I want to do this on my own. I want to prove I can do this. He's managed to beat Pete Dunn. Um, and, you know, Pete took Walters to the limit. So you can't discredit the ability that Tyler Bates could bring to, to Walter. No, but the, the question is this as well, is that we've seen with Imperium that Walter and, uh, and the, the guys from the group want to kind of do their own thing. We haven't seen a ton of kind of outside interference during matches. And you'd hope Johnny Saint tonight says to them, look, let's just bar everybody from ringside. And Walter, if you're that good, you'll beat Tyler Bate one-on-one. And I think part, deep down, Walter thinks he can beat Tyler Bate one-on-one. And that's what makes the contest so interesting, is that people are writing off Bate tonight, even with kind of predictions and stuff like this. But there, there's no doubt in my mind he could spring... Uh, an upset and I say upset it wouldn't really be an upset though because we talk about Bate being first time UK champion it's not really like it's going to cause an upset but it would be seen as such if Walter was to lose tonight wouldn't it you know absolutely yeah it will be probably one of the most shocking results of the night if it wasn't to go Tyler Bates way I mean you know any of the others it could go you could legitimately see it going either way but this is the one it's more stacked in Walter's favour, but it's that's the dis- I think it's, we're discrediting Bate because of what he can do, and you know, and like I say, it will be a little bit of an upset, but it shouldn't be a shock because of how great Bate has been and what he can do. Like he's still a young guy, and maybe he's learnt now from the mistakes of the past against people like Pete Dunne, and we're not going to see that. We're going to see a different, more aggressive side to him tonight, and that's what makes such a great match as well. You know, absolutely, yeah. Well, it is going to be an absolute barn burner, nonetheless. Um, legend vibes will NXT UK stay the way it is after NXT moves to the USA network since they're different rosters well I would think that it might help out NXT UK a little bit more now to get more exposure because watch the network to get NXT that's coming over to TV now it's still going to be streamed 24 hours afterwards but won't be exclusive unlike NXT UK so I think there's a chance for them to kind of because I think with NXT moving to two hours, irrespective if they want it or not, there's going to be a little bit of change. Whereas NXT UK has got the NXT type of an hour-long takeovers every now and again. And I think that could make it a better program. You know? And as long as they don't change it too much, I think that would be fine. You know? But I, I hope NXT doesn't change too much. I would like to see it like on a week-by-week basis as opposed to being taped in blocks of four. Mm. But that's just my personal preference because I'm not one that likes spoilers. But also, they've added another four. They're going to add another four hours a month now to NXT content, so you're going to have more, you know, exposure there, and it's going to leave NXT UK to kind of get along with it. I think NXT UK is really kind of finding its own ground at the moment. I think continuing along this way is only going to work out for it. They don't need to change it up too much, you know. 
Absolutely, yeah. Um, next one. Well, Bella Bondu says, man, NXT UK is underrated. Now, we've got a mass debate later on that we're going to argue about, and I truly believe NXT UK is is massively underrated in, in WWE. It's even like kind of looking for build-up and promos before the event. With TakeOver, you get all the kind of the clips and everything that you need. On the YouTube channel of uh, NXT UK, you kind of just get the highlights of last week's episode. For me, it's not enough. Even on the website, you know, they kind of talked about Clash of Champions. I think Cardiff, a uh, takeover Cardiff tonight should be kind of looked at as a huge show. And that's why I'm hoping everyone tonight goes, right, wait a minute. People are saying they're not going to bother watching it. You know, there's other stuff going on. And if they can truly deliver, then it gets eyes on the product as well. And like I said, people will start seeing it because it is a good program. It's not just us talking about it. And it's UK is fun to watch, isn't it? You know? Absolutely, yeah. You can see it by, you know, the, the certain styles, certain wrestlers that we got on there as well. But like I say, we got onto that in a little bit. Next shout out. Um, well, I've, I can't pronounce your name, unfortunately. I'm sorry, but I can't wait. Come in NXT UK England champion belt. No, I've got a couple of problems with that. No, it's NXT UK England. Cha- Why would we want an England champion for? Why would we have a champion of England? It's, if it's like the North American championship but, in North America. But then could it be like... Like, you know, the the US title bout, the UK title, or the England title bout, because, you know, it's just specific to a region of England where, the, you know, like the North American Championship is. Or, like, you know, if you're going to the Americas, then you'll have the yeah, but US the, title. The NXT UK title is there for the UK, the Championship of the UK, as opposed to North American Championship, it's kind of a secondary title. Like, everybody wants to fight for the UK. I can understand, you well, know, maybe in part. Like the NXT UK title should be the European title, but then it kind of get tarnished under the same brush as the European Championship. Or, I think, or should they bring back the European title? Well, you know, I, I think with what the, where the roster is, I don't think there's need for a secondary championship at the moment. I think tag team, women's and uh, main title is enough because I think the roster is strong enough to be able to go after the NX the, to the main championship as opposed to having a secondary title. I can see why it makes more sense now with NXT to have an North American title. Like I said, they're, they're expanding. But for NXT UK, I think you can spoil the pot a little bit. And sometimes I like seeing the storylines just for that kind of free championship as well. But like I said, there, there may be something down the line. We just don't know. Uh, Randy Turner says, Joe Coffey and Dave Massive are two future WBUK champs. I really hope to see Naam Dahl win a title. Me too. I love Zaya Brookside. I really hope to see her in the future. NXT UK, UK Women's Champ. She's a great talent. Now, first off, Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff. They're fighting later, obviously. Do you see them as future NXT UK champs? I see Joe Coffey as a future NXT UK champ. I think with Dave Mastiff, they'll probably go along the lines of teaming them up with someone, a smaller guy, and having him going after the tag team titles. Um... I would like to see Dave Mastiff as a UK champ, don't get me wrong, but it depends how long he's got in it and, you know, like how he's going to be able to progress down the line within NXT UK if he gets moved up or so on and so forth. Well, you know, my problems with Dave Mastiff, I, I still think there's a kind of like Holiday Park look about him and that's not a dig at people who wrestle for Butlins or anybody like that, but I just don't know if I can take him truly seriously you know, when you compare him to people like a Lars Sullivan or a Braun Strowman, you go, this is the kind of monsters we got. Uh, with Joe Coffey, it's a little bit different because 
you know, he had a big moment against Pete Dunne in Blackpool, and uh, we saw that he, he, you know, he can deliver when when it matters. But I think I've been watching a lot of ICW stuff recently as well, and Joe Coffey faced uh, Kurt Angle. And uh, actually made Kurt Angle tap out to like the ankle lock and the kind of like passing of a torch when Kurt Angle was on his uh, farewell tour in the Independence. And it really impressed me, that performance. And Coffey, I think there's a lot of work that can be done. Don't make him a carbon copy of your, your kind of Drew McIntyre's or anything like that. How doing it? I think Gallus might help, but I think there's potential. But when it's it's just seems like a sometimes again a watered down version of Imperium having Gallus there with the Wolfgang and and the Coffee Brothers. I don't know what you think. Is it too similar to that? Well, can you have like two hill stables at once? You know, is it? I think you need kind of a a, a face stable in there to break you know break things up a bit because you know you've got Undisputed Era in NXT. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of. There's not, I don't think, any stables elsewhere. I mean, Forgotten Sons, but yeah, then but again... then again, they're heels as well. Yeah, exactly. So are we looking at Gallus compared to like Forgotten Sons and thinking that's what they're trying to do in NXT UK? We've kind of got British strong style, but with Pete Dunne obviously being in America on the NXT side of things, then, uh, so, you know, it's, it's just a tag team now and it's Mustache Mountain. Yeah. So, yeah, I would like to see either face stables, but... I think face stables, it kind of goes against them because faces are normally ones, you know, the underdogs in things, so they need to go against the stable yeah. to either try and prove themselves or something like that. I think it would help maybe if, maybe only for like a few weeks, uh, if they were doing any tapers in like Scotland, then Gallus could be the faces for that little time to go against Imperium, but you wouldn't want to turn Gallus kind of face all the time, you know, in, in that way. Uh, now Amdar, I think, is a fantastic talent as well. Uh, and I think there's going to be big things for him. It's just saying about him that he's likeable, but also he's unlikable, which also helps as a kind of heel. Uh, as for Zia Brookside, where do you see her going? Zia Brookside, yeah, she is. Um, she's a very good worker, especially with the uh, the Brookside name. You can kind of have Robbie and Rick like on opposing sides to things like that, and you know have a gun against Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, no, I suppose, yeah. No, you know, in a battle for the names. Um, I, I, I don't know, I think she she has got talent, but I think it, being in NXT UK is definitely going to help her out, especially learning yeah. off some greats like Piper Niven, Tony Storm, Ray Ripley, uh, and so on and so forth. So, you know, hopefully she can learn a lot and then, you know, yeah. go from there, progress. Right, I mean, because we said, you know, she's got a great kind of uh, baby face and peril type of comeback as well. And like I said, you just need to kind of work uh, a little bit more. But she's in the, the right place for that to happen, you know. And uh, next shout out. Oh, we talked about uh, Noam Dar just a minute ago. Patricia Nunes says Noam Dar is so underrated. Again, to have, he's he's likeable, but also very unlikable when he does the kind of the, the hill that we've seen recently with Noam Dar. The storyline with Kenny Williams kind of been featured as well. But I think Dar is someone who can uh, have a lot of success in the UK as long as, again, they don't try and go with a Jordan Devlin type of hill, you know, because then again, that could be very similar. So just trying to change it up a little bit, you know. Yeah, as you say, you know, Noam Dar is a very likeable hill. Um, do you think they should have stuck with him in 205? I think maybe they could have done. But then again, if they've got no plans for him... Maybe NXT UK is the kind of the best place. 
uh, and made to get more success, you know. But I think Dar is definitely someone who we saw in the first CWC. He's a guy that uh, does deliver when he's called upon, and it's great to see him involved tonight at TakeOver. All right, so we've got the last shout-out then, Dan. Do you want to do uh, that one? Yes, it is Eagle D and Gallus and Grizzle Jung Vets should never doubt Webster and Andrews. The mighty always falls. Yeah, well, we are huge fans of managers. I think Webster needs to do maybe a little bit more. But can they spring a huge upset here tonight, Dan? What are your thoughts? Again, you know, it could be just Gallus and Grizzle Jung Vets going at it. And then Webster or Andrews comes in and sneaks a pin. You know, it is, uh, you can never discredit them. They're, they are a very talented duo, you know, especially Andrews. He's, oh, he's, he's just great, isn't he? Right, right, that, obviously, we're going to run through the card in more detail. But I think something that might tip the scales in Andrews' favour to, uh, tonight, if you look through the card, and we are in Wales, and... Uh, I think Mandrews is the only Welshman on the show. So can he put a performance in his hometown tonight? Like we say, we should never really doubt him. So that was shout out. So thank you, everybody, for uh, emailing in. Let us know your thoughts. And, of course, we love doing the shout outs on the live shows. Another thing we love doing is games. So should we just have a quick classic game? We shall have a quick classic game, a game that's been uh, throughout the NXT podcast, uh, the NXT podcast. <laughs> I got NXT on the mind through the WNR podcast for a while, and that is brace yourself, ladies and gentlemen, Elephant or F1. Yeah, so Elephant or F1. So quite simple. Dan makes um, a noise. Is either going to be an elephant or an F1 car? And now I have to guess, and this is the oldest game in WNR podcast, dating back to episode 16, I do believe. So Dan, give me your first one. <coughs> oh well, well, I did watch the uh, little bit of um, F1 earlier. I saw Hamilton crashing, and hearing that sound made me think. But then I thought, no, wait a minute, that is a baby African elephant, Dan. It was an elephant, but it was a baby Indian elephant. <laughs> it's oh, still an elephant. It's still an elephant. That point, I am taking that point. Got elephant. All right, one and one. I am on for a perfect score. You're You've going. just jinxed it now, right? I'm, I'm not going to go easy on you. That's quite tough. That is quite tough because could it be a herd of elephants coming? Uh, I'm going to go for F1 car. You are two for two. It is an F1 car. F1 car. I mean, play at home, everybody, and let us know what you think it is. But I'm two for two. Can I get the perfect score? Third time. Damn. (laughs) Oh, good. Your eyes really popped out your fucking head. Then, uh, right. So, can I have it again, please? Wow. That was close. That was close. I am going to go elephant. It was, James, but more specifically, it was an elephant getting poked with a cattle prod. Oh, so free for free when it came to that. James completes elephant or F1. All right, so Dan, is it time for a masturbate, do you reckon? 
James, you know how much I like to masturbate with you. You do. I've been edging myself with this masturbate all day long. We have been waiting for a long time to mass debate. And basically what it is is that we get a couple of subjects uh, and then we basically have to argue who the better subject is. All right? So it's quite simple. We mass debate it. And the first one is very difficult. It is <laughs> choice between Tyler Bate or Pete Dunn. Who are you going to go for? I'm going to go for Baz um, Dunn. <laughs> You're going to go Pete Dunn. All right, that's fair enough. So I'm going to go Tyler Bates. So basically, you've got to argue and find out who would have rather have more on our roster. Would it be Tyler Bates or Pete Dunn? Dan, take away with Dunn. Well, Pete Dunn, yes, he may not have won the inaugural United Kingdom Championship tournament, but he did beat the first winner, who is your guy, Tyler Bates, and... He went on to hold said title for 600 days? 700, 700 I think, plus yeah. days. Now, you know, that, if that isn't enough, you know, he has he's made appearance on uh, NXT as well in the American brand. Unfortunately, coming up just a bit short to Velveteen Dream and uh, Roderick Strong in that match. But, you know, still put in an amazing performance. He wrestles out of his skin every single time. I can't even tell you if I've ever seen a bad Pete Dunne match. I, I have seen one, and I think that's when he lost to Enzo More on 205 Live a couple of years ago. Well, I'm just I'm just saying, we're stating facts about who who is, you know, what Pete Dunne has done. Yes, he has lost to Enzo More. Uh, don't get me wrong, Pete Dunne is a fantastic athlete, but we are talking about a child prodigy here. We're talking about a guy at 19 years old. What were you doing at 19 years old, Dan? Can we actually say it on the live show? Well, <laughs> I was having mass debates, but it weren't the kind that me and you have together <laughs> a lot. Yeah. At 19, I was mucking about and hanging out with my friends. What we weren't doing was winning the NXT UK title, the very first NXT UK championship, at 19 years old. And we talk about the development of Tyler Bate. There is a guy, a wrestler doesn't normally come into his peak till he's about in his 30s. So Bate has got another, you know, Definitely 20, 25 years left in this sport, and he's not even reached his prime yet. And we've already seen what Tyler Bate can do. There's no doubt he's probably got... We talk about bad Pete Dunne matches. When's the last time we've seen a bad Tyler Bate match? Agreed. Yeah, so, like, so he always delivers. He's got one of the most fun fucking uh, moves ever with the, the bounce off the ropes into the clothesline. The Tyler drive is a fantastic power move, you know, and it's stuff that this guy can do. We talk about his strength. We talk about his, uh, you know, the power and everything like he's got. He's got the speed and agility. We've seen him flying around in the ring as well. Tyler Bate kind of ticks all the boxes off. And if you talk about personality-wise, then I feel like that might have a slight advantage over Pete Dunne as well because with Dunne, it's very one-track. Whereas with Bate, he can maybe do... We've seen with Bate, he can maybe muck around with Mustache Mountain as he can, but we've seen a serious side to him recently, and we know he's got that in him. With Dunn, has he really changed his character in the kind of two or three years he's been around? He doesn't need to, because he is Pete Dunn. He is serious. You'll never see him ever crack a smile. And that's it. He, you know, he stays in character all the time, because he is that committed to who he is. You know, you see him in the ring with his joint manipulation. You know he's a nasty bastard, but... He's the face, you know, and how often can you see a face who takes what they do as serious as Pete Dunne? Not without doubt, but can fans, the general fans, if he was to show up on Raw Smackdown, be able to cheer for a guy who 
couldn't really smile and was just angry all the time. Yes, I can because I can relate to that. I'm always angry. <laughs> I know I you're always angry and smile, but I think with Tyler Bate, if he comes on with his kind of little cheeky grin that he's got, I think the fans will definitely get behind him. I think there's a, a kind of an upside to um, Tyler Bate. I think with Pete Dunne, he might get tarred with the kind of same brush as William Regal did of being a kind of great worker but never being a main event. I don't know if Pete Dunne will be double champion. I look at Tyler Bate and I think there is a guy, without a doubt, will be champion you know, in 10 years' time in WWE. You know? I can guarantee now that Pete Dunne will be a WWE champion. So you think he's get what? You think he's going to be the first like, British heavyweight champion because we've never had one before, you know? Pete Dunne will be WWE <laughs> champion before Tyler Bate. Sorry, 100%. But you think Tyler Bate will be champ as well? If he becomes champion. He, I'm just saying Pete Dunne will... <laughs> get to the top of the mountain before Tyler Bate does. But I think Bate has got more, I think Bate has got more things going for him. He, he can have the moustache mounted tag him if he wants. He can go single way. He can go on the 205 Live if he wants to go to NXT. But let's take another smiley character, for example. Say, um, Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. How long did it take Kofi Kingston to finally reach the top of the mountain? It took him so long. We look at serious characters. Serious characters like Randy Orton. Right. He reached the pinnacle within his first few years of being in WWE. And that is what seriousness gets you. But I think NXT run for Pete Dunne has hurt him a little bit. I don't think it has. You know, he was, uh, he's had a very successful run in NXT. He's won some very good matches. He's been in uh, you know, war games. He's... I, I just think he's he's someone that... They don't want to put him onto the main roster just yet because they don't want to underutilise him. You know, and Vince McMahon are seeing him and say, oh, damn it, we just see him as a stiff-up-a-lip brick. And that's all they'll do for him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you want to kind of get Vince McMahon on board with Pete Dunne because, you know, we've seen appearances from him. We've seen appearances from him on NXT. We've seen him on the main roster, you know, only briefly. But... You know, it is just teasing us, getting us used to the Pete Dunne character. He will be a huge deal in a few years' time. And I completely agree, yeah. But at the moment, it's Tyler Bate. I mean, you've got to think about WWE's management. If they're going to... We could have had Walter versus Pete Dunne. Instead, they went Tyler Bate. And why is that? It's because they see Tyler Bate as the kind of future of NXT UK. It's because they don't want to build NXT UK around Pete Dunne. Yeah, exactly. But they're going to do it with Tyler Bate, and then Tyler Bate can then go on from there. Well, exactly. Pete Dunne's already kind of claimed NXT UK as his own. So he's saying, look, you know, I've built up this brand. You don't need me anymore. I'm going to go to NXT. I'm going to build NXT up again to what what it once was, because both me and you have agreed that NXT isn't what it has been. No, without a doubt. So they need a big name factor. Q, Pete Dunne. All right. No, okay. Do you know what he's saying? I'm going to give you Pete Dunne, all right? I'll pick Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, even though I think both men... I mean, if we literally look at it now, Pete Dunne may be a little bit above Tyler Bate, but Tyler Bate is a fantastic fucking wrestler as well. There's no doubt about that. You, you can't know? doubt that, no. You can't doubt. Not one bit. Not one bit, but we continue mass debate, and it'll be NXT or NXT UK, and from that, I'll pick NXT UK better than NXT, and part of the reason is NXT's not what it used to be, is it, Dan? <laughs> If we're talking about current, yeah. currently, yeah. yes. Yeah. But, you know, with NXT, it has, you know, it has produced 
some of the very best in the world, James. But we talk about now. We talk about choose. right now. We talk about in this moment right now. Like we talk about Dunn and Bait in this moment. We talk about NXT and NXT UK in this moment. But you can't bring up now without bringing up history. You, you can't. You can't. But look at Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn, I think, has been the greatest champion. Yeah, but Pete Dunn isn't currently the NXT UK champion. But he's been the greatest champion in NXT in in the past two or three years in WWE. Dunn has been the best. And what yeah. promotion has that been for? NXT UK. Exactly, but, you know, as I was saying before you rudely interrupted, NXT has brought through some of the very best in the world. Let's go. Bobby fucking glorious rude. Drew McIntyre James, the man who you you cried when you shook his hand and met him and he signed your Rangers shirt uh, with a tear in your eyes. Matter, what a greatest man. What a guy. I'm going to say this now. I mean, what a guy. I mean, I don't want to go off tangent, but what a guy Drew McIntyre is. And what a prick Colt Cabana was. But hey, that's a different Absolutely, story. Absolutely, yeah. But of course, and if Colt Cabana was in NXT, he'd be in NXT UK because that's the kind of thing pricks do. Uh, yeah, be turning up with Dave Mastiff, I suppose. Uh, no, but look at what NXT UK have got. Look at the women's division. Piper Niven, Tony Storm, Ray Ripley, Zia Brookside, Candy Floss. All these women there, right? Compared to what NXT div- women's division is, who the NXT UK, uh, who's the NXT women's division? We have got the most dominant women's champion that I have ever seen in Shayna Baszler. So, who would you pick over Baszler or Tony Storm if you could have a choice? I'd pick Shayna Baszler. No, because she has she is the wouldn't. most she has got the most drawing power. <laughs> With her two great compatriots, Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir. I mean, you know. These women have driven another female competitor to the dark side. <laughs> and, you know, what has Tony Storm done? She's just smiled with her black stripe under her eye. Well, Tony Storm, I would have Tony Storm over Baszler. All right, that's who I would pick. Uh, who would you rather have, Walter or Adam Cole? Adam Cole, <laughs> baby! Why is that? Because. Adam Cole is a bigger draw than Volta. Absolutely. <laughs> all day long. I mean, you know, you go back to the last takeovers we've seen. NXT takeovers. Yeah. Adam Cole and Johnny Gagano have tore the house down. I mean, I have never seen a three stages of hell match quite like I have seen with them two. Without a doubt. Great match, but was it as good as Walter versus Pete Dunne at NXT New York between the two? It was no. loads better. <laughs> What was the main event on that card? Was it the UK talent or was it the NXT talent? But it's but it was the NXT talent, wasn't it? But is there any NXT talent coming on NXT UK card? No. So that's how strong the NXT UK is. You've had to take one of the best draws in NXT in Cassiusono over to yours to boost the rating. What I'm saying is, is that NXT UK features on the NXT Takeover card. NXT did not uh, did not feature on the NXT UK card because that's how strong. We've got the NXT Women's Division, which is better. We've got the Males Division, which is better. Don't get me wrong. I love Gagano and Cole. What are they going to keep doing that, are they? What other main events have there been this year, apart from Gagano and Cole? That's all we've had. Volta, Imperium. We've got Pete Dunne there. We've had Trent Seven. We've had uh, Travis Banks. We've had Jordan Devlin. We've had all these people kind of getting their shot and opportunities. And it's been the same thing with NXT. The only, Even a tag team division with uh, NXT UK, the Grizzled Young Vets have been putting in loads of performances. Don't Undisputed Era, spoiler alert, but the thing is with them is that I think the tag team division has got kind of more ground as well. With NXT, they are thin on talent at the moment. 
because most of their talent is so good that they have to go up to the main roster. What's happened to the NXT UK talent? It's gone up to the main roster, i.e. Pete Dunne has gone from NXT UK to the main roster, NXT. And with that, they've not used him correctly and also they've not put him in a position where he could run the, the show like he can on NXT UK. And I think if you're watching it, between NXT and NXT UK, I think the past six months to a year, NXT UK has been much more entertaining than NXT. Barring takeover events, just weekly what we watch, week in, week out, NXT UK has been better than NXT. I still think NXT brings the best stories. The better stories. It's bring, brought more personal stories. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, this current thing with Bait and Volta, yeah, personal stories in it, but anything else, there's no personal stuff to it. But, you know, you go back, Gagano Chomper, that is probably the yeah, best whole about, story yeah, I've seen in NXT. But we're talking about this year. We're talking about now. We're talking about right now, what is better? If you were going to say to someone, oh, go and watch NXT UK, watch NXT, you would pick NXT UK because of the talent that's involved in there. But you're being biased because you're from the UK. I'm not being biased from the UK. I'm, I'm picking at the talent. I'm picking at people like Mandrews and Noam Dar and all these guys that... Kenny Williams, who can deliver great in-ring action. El Ligero, where's he? You know, he's not being used that much, but he's a fantastic talent, and you you know what he can do in the ring. So we've seen it countless times in its UK. It's only going to grow from strength to strength. Like you said, they, they, there's an opportunity to bring back Pete Dunne if they want, but they don't have to because they've got Tyler Bate there, who is so great, they can have a challenger with that as well. But NXT UK is such a big draw. They've got to bring Cesaro over to try and... Boost. Oh, Cesaro, I said, he might do something. We'll have to watch it now. Oh, as opposed to having Austin Theory in the crowd during a takeover and going, oh, he's going to come. It's still Development League when it comes to it. Cesaro is going to bring more eyes. And you're going to tell me you're not looking forward to Cesaro versus like a water match if that ever happens. It would be entertaining. But <laughs> it would be, having... be awesome. <laughs> but it's having to bring a WWE superstar over yeah, to yeah. NXT. You don't want to do it because people like Tyler Breeze and Fandango, you know, going back down to NXT, you know, you won't want that. Files <laughs> was the best thing about WWE. No, I can't even finish no. that. Do you know, say, the Dan of two years ago would be rolling in his grave right now if he heard everything you had to say about Adam Cole and Shania Baszler and about all this stuff. Right, okay, all right, I'll, I'll let you have this one. Yeah. Currently, NXT UK is better. Yes. Overall, NXT has been better. In, in, the, in the history of wrestling, like you said, but you talked about the, the best year for NXT as well, which, you know, Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre, which is the year that actually I picked as the best NXT uh, year. And, of course, we'll get the results of that at our next uh, TakeOver event, what year is better. But I think if you look at right now, you've got to pick NXT UK over NXT. I've just agreed with you. Stop fucking tarnishing it. <laughs> yes. I just want to make sure I got the victory there. All right. So uh, <laughs> let's just stop a second on the uh, mass debate. And uh, we've got uh, a couple of clips to play you. And we've got some breaking news. And we just mentioned it as well. Yes. WWE UK has just announced that Raw star Cesaro will be making an appearance at NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. And it sounds like he'll be getting physical. Yeah, it was reported late last week that some main roster stars could find themselves in NXT going forward if they have nothing to do on the main roster. And Triple H himself has said Cesaro has asked many times to appear on NXT UK. Yes, WWE UK shared the clip exclusively to the WNR podcast. Excuse me, Cesaro. Cesaro, tonight after Monday Night Raw, you're going to go to the airport and catch a flight to China. Not just China. I'll always be paying a visit to Wales. Cardiff, Wales, to be more specific. See, I heard a lot of things 
about NXT UK. So I'm gonna go to NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff to find out firsthand what it's all about. And maybe uh, take a little more of a hands-on approach. So Cesaro's going to have a hands-on approach. I mean, if you want Cesaro to interject himself anywhere tonight, where would you want to see him? Oh, <laughs> I'd like to see him in the main event scene because, you know, Cesaro definitely does deserve to be there or thereabouts. I think without a doubt. I think it's great Cesaro is going to get a chance in NXT UK. Uh, and then we have news about Trent Seven as well. Yes, he explains why he and the rest of the British strong style might be to blame for Imperium's reign of terror on Prime Target NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, which premiered on Wednesday. He's the youngest ever singles champion in WWE history. And, you know, we always talk about, like, first ever's and things like that. That's the thing that we all, you know, the three of us carry so closely to us is the fact that when, when we came there and when we started this and, and when we were involved in the inception of it and took every single responsibility that could ever come as regarding NXT UK on our shoulders and carried it and ran with it and you know we take a lot of pride in the fact that we were the first three kind of people to come out of it and and with that comes a lot of responsibility as well and I feel like Walter and Imperium being in the position they are you know maybe maybe there's a certain level of it where we are to blame I don't know um, maybe we <coughs> You know, maybe we didn't kind of cover all of our bases or or kind of have a plan for what would happen if, you know, someone kind of infiltrate, you know, NXT UK or WWE like they have. But all you can do is, you know, if you if you weren't prepared for that, all you've got to do is just fight back with whatever you've got. And I think what we've got is enough. So what an interesting clip that was in Trent 7. That maybe it was their fault. Imperium managed to come in, but they've got to give it their best. And tonight, you know, Tyler Bate is going to face Walter. But I mean, that program is well worth a watch. Like I said, takeover um, target Cardiff about twenty-five minutes long. Just getting uh, the kind of the story between Bate and Walter. And of course, later on in the show, not only we're we going to run through the card, but we have a little bit of background between Walter and Tyler Bate himself. But right now, it's time for the last episode of NXT UK. And Dan. It's the UK update usually start now. So yeah, it's NXT UK, August 28th, and from Plymouth Pavilions, and the commentators are Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness. Last night's show saw Tyler Bate and Walter have their big showdown, which makes me wonder what is left for this week's show. The good thing is I have some confidence that they could pull this one off, so maybe we're in for a strong last show. Let's get to it. Well, we start with the opening sequence in the first match. Ia Dragunov, he was coming off a defeat to Cassie Sono. Could he bounce back against Tyson, which leads to our first match? And it is Ia Dragunov versus Tyson T-Bone. So do you think the loss to Cassie Sono affected him a lot, do you reckon? 
I don't think so, no. You know, he's still young, and uh, I think having the undefeated moniker, it kind of slows people down, you know. It yeah, kind of, yeah, that's yeah. the only thing you're looking at. But with uh, Dragunov, I hope hopefully it's you know it's not the only thing you're going to be looking at with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the good thing, isn't it? Because then he can build a little bit of sympathy for that as well. But he's just got to try and respond in this match. Tyson T-Bone is a very big guy who's you know, for, so if you're looking for comparisons to uh, for Dragunov, then he's going to be outmatched in that area. But we're looking for something a little bit different. Like we said, we've been scouting him closely recently, haven't we? Just trying to see what he can do. We have indeed. Yeah, you know, he's uh, you're certainly a fan of his facials and his uh, like the way he sells moves. Well, you know, like you say, even the kind of way he's doing now, he's just been slammed and he's kind of moving. But he's always working. You know, I, do, I don't like when wrestlers kind of forget that they're still working. You know, facial features for me, the kind of way it goes, it's, I think it's vital. You know, it kind of sells the story a lot uh, when it when it comes to the matches. And another good thing, he's not your stereotypical foreign bad guy. Yeah, I, I like I like that a lot. You know, I like the fan reaction to him. And hopefully to bring something a little bit different. Of course, you know, the potential's always there down the line if they want to kind of do that. But I think for right now, I think to have a face, especially when you've got someone as dominant as, as Walter as champion and what he's kind of bringing to be a little bit different. But Dragunov there's a little bit of trouble. A huge right hand. Tyson T-Bone knocked him straight down. Goes for the cover, but I are up at one. One. But with takeover so close as well, each of these men want to put in a huge performance and make a statement so the next time the next takeover comes round, they'll be... I mean, I is definitely looking to be involved in the NXT title scene, but it's going to be difficult for him to, to get there because at the moment, like I said, being dominated by Imperium, I mean, can Dragunov maybe have a chance of fighting against Walter at some point? Would that be a good matchup? Assuming Walter wins later on tonight. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, yeah, like we're talking about, Walter, but I, I feel with him... As a kind of dominant champion with Dragunov, I think if Tyler Bate was to go through, then the kind of the results later tonight would be a little bit different. Maybe when it came to other matches as well, but I think that's definitely even the star whether Walt would be champion or not. Him against Dragunov, I think, would be quite a hard hitting matchup with both their kind of styles, and it will show do two different guys in like said the European style. Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think Dragunov is quite there yet. Uh, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see a Cassius Ono versus Walter match. I think that you would know, work, yeah. Just for them both being here, they're two kind of different heels, so, you know, I think that could work. I think what helps NXT UK in the division is that there's not anybody kind of head and shoulders above the rest in that respect, you know what I mean? There's a few talented guys like Tyler Bate and whatever, but like with Mandrews, uh, Morgan Flash Webster, you know, Noam Dar, people like this, there, there is a chance for them to be challenging for titles. We've seen it with people like Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks. So it's it's quite even, isn't it, you know? So, you know, looking through, we've seen every episode of NXT UK. Who do you think has been kind of pushed as the top guy so far? Uh, it must be... I, I tell you who has had a lot of airtime, and even with the card tonight, Gallus have had a lot of time. Joe yeah. Coffey, of course, had in the first takeover against Pete Dunne. He's still got a match here tonight. You know, they're kind of using them in the background. It makes you think maybe there's potential. Obviously, British Strong Style are the kind of slay of the Absolutely, yeah. NXT well, I was, was going to say, you know, Mustache Mountain and Pete Dunne, I think they've been given the best billing so far. Um, but, you know, you can't discount Walter. I think he's been pushed well as well. Yeah, Imperium have been impressive. And so is Dragunov now making his comeback. The 6-1 six one, six one line... But couldn't keep Tyson T-Bone down. Managed to kick out. Uh. 
Uh, Dragunov trying to build up some momentum, play T-Bone. Trying to get, because, you know, even for someone who's not the biggest of guys, he has got an absolute lot of power. So I think here, Dragunov against someone like Tyler Bate. Yeah. You know, because they're, I feel they're quite similar. I think without doubt, you know, especially when you look at the kind of what they both can do in a ring. Uh, Dragunov with a huge release German now going running in, but hits a huge forearm by T-Bone. Do you reckon he got hit by T-Bone of his elbow? <laughs> it looked that way. But T-Bone goes running in right into the ring post. Might have dislocated his shoulder. Yeah, Dragunov looking to go up top. Hopefully trying to finish this one. Senton off the top. He's got the facial features of a... <laughs> but he's fired up. You can see him trying to get the crowd on his side. And here he goes. Well, for a finisher, that one's a bit um, different. Well, it's was it kind of like a headbutt corkscrew uppercut? Yeah, just a kind of... I don't know if they called it the Torpedo Moscow. But it was a huge move that got the win and... It's quite impressive, and like we talk about with Dragunov, he needs a finisher that he can hit on anybody any yeah. size. Is that one going to help him out in future, do you reckon? That does look like, yeah. <laughs> well, so performance there, what do you think of the match? Um, I, I thought it was just your standard match. Uh, you could see that Tyson T-Bone was just there for uh, a bit of cannon fodder for yeah, Dragunov. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a good way to build him, you know, you build him from the start. Yeah, without a doubt, I think after that loss, he needed to bounce back, and he came back in impressive faction, uh, fashion. And it'll be interesting to see what they do with Dragunov carrying on. Well, we get a video on Tony Storm's path to the women's title, and Kaylee Ray wanting to take it from her. Ray has made it personal, including bringing up their past friendship and Tony's. Well, Jack Haha asked the fans who's better British wrestler, Cassius Ono or himself. Ono pinned him despite his foot being underneath the ropes. So, who'd like a rematch next week, please? Yes, please. And a couple of <laughs> gentlemen, isn't he? He is, yes. And Oliver Carter makes his debut. So let's see how he does against uh, Joseph Connors. Yes, Carter's from Ghana, but lives in Switzerland. Yes, I know, I didn't get that one either. One of those Ghanaian Swiss. Ah, oh, the old Ghani Swiss. But some early strikes sets up a backdrop to Connors, who's tossed outside in a back in, and Connors pulls him down by the hair and forearms away at the chair. Connor runs him over for two. Two. As the fans are trying to get Carter four shots to the face and scores with some top rope knee uh, to the chest. An overhead belly-to-belly kick to the face gives Carter two. Two. But he misses a lion, so don't look down, finishes Carter. So the guy making his debut actually lost. So we'll see what Oliver Carter can do in Wasn't NXT. Wasn't we just talking about this uh, a little <laughs> while ago? Yeah. That you never lose on your debut. Well, Oliver Carter, take Oliver a bow, Carter, son. Will we get more takeover rundown? Yes, and then we get a video on Piper Niven versus Rare Ripley, and they meet next week. And what a match that will be. And the main event is Kenny Williams versus Jordan Devlin. We get a feeling out process to start with Williams taking him down by the arm, followed by a backdrop and a clothesline. That's enough for Devlin, but Williams isn't letting him walk away. So Devlin sends him back first into Barricade, though, and it's suplex back inside. Well, Devlin kicks him in the back and says he's the ace to Kenny's joker, which brings Williams up to hit Devlin in the face. Another kick to the face gives Williams two. But Devlin is back with a shot to the ribs. They head to the apron, but Devlin can't get a Spanish fly to the floor. Back inside, and Williams hits a great-looking top right elbow to the face. Devlin counters a charge into a wheelbarrow suplex, and the fans chant, You kill Kenny, followed by a Spanish fly for two. Two. Well, what looks like a super regal roll is counted into a springboard hurricane runner to bring Devlin back down, and a wheelbarrow face part gives Williams two. Williams gets sent chest first into the buckle though and Devlin hits a moonsault onto the back for another near fall. Devlin had it with this and pulls Williams in for the Sato soon at 12-3. We get a long video on Tyler Bate versus Walter. 
with Walter winning the UK title and forming Imperium to go after British Strong Style. Walter injured Pete Dunne, so Bate is fighting for the team's honour and the title. Yes, and Pete Dunne's, Pete Dunne's been so injured he's had to go back to the NXT. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad he's been. Well, here are the Grizzled Young Vets to complain about Flash Webster Morgan and Mark Andrews qualifying for the tag team title match by winning the Q Gallus and Webster Andrews for the Brig Brawl show. Yeah, so as they brawl off, that will be one of the matches for the tag team titles. But not a bad way to end the bill for takeover. But one man that is not happy is Flash Morgan Webster. Well, he's been left off the... Plenty of faces on the post of September, but Webster's name and face... He tweeted, not even the NXT UK graphic teams had faith in me or Mandrews who'd make it on to take over. Gallus overlooked us. Grizzled Young Vets overlooked us. Tonight on the last NXT UK before Card, if we show we aren't going to take over just to make up the numbers, we're going to make history. Yes, and perhaps Webster Morgan Flash will find himself on an NXT UK poster. He'll have to keep working... But when you're making history... And that's it for NXT UK this week. So we are just uh, over an hour away from now NXT TakeOver uh, Cardiff. And like I said, we are building towards it. But one thing we want to look at is the uh, background, basically, for the two guys in the main event. And that's Walter and Bate. And we start with Bate. Yes, he was... 1997. Does that make you feel old? That makes me feel so fucking old. Yes, he was trained by Dave Mastiff, the guy that you really don't like, and Trent Seven, the guy that you really like because he's husky. And they're both husky gentlemen, you know? Yes, uh, he made his debut in 2012, and at the age of 19, Tyler Bate became the youngest singles champion in WWE history when he lifted the UK title. Well, a Dudley-born WWE superstar also stands apart from the rest of the roster as a vegan competitor, although rare in the wrestling world, plant-based lifestyles are becoming increasingly popular among athletes. Yes, Bate spoke, spoke exclusively to Joe about the motivation behind his vegan diet. He said, the biggest thing for me was making a connection between pets and other animals. I never eat my cat, says Bate, now 22. So what makes it okay to eat other animals when they have the same level of sentience as a cat? Well, the health benefits of being a vegan, although the ethical aspect of veganism was the initial attraction, Bate went on to feel a distinct physical benefit too. I didn't really think of it at first, but when I... Th- Looked into the health benefits, I found out so much more. Dairy and meat are awful. When an animal is killed, they release stress hormones such as uh, cortisol. When you eat these same animals, you consume the same hormones, and it definitely has an effect on people. So you think that's the difference between Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, that (laughs) Pete Dunne eats meat, and that's why he's miserable all the time, and Tyler Bate's all happy? Well, I suppose so, yeah. Well, Bate would like to lay the smackdown on most of these foods. Well, uh, he feels health has progressed no end since ditching animal products. He said his quality of sleep has improved. He's getting much better quality of sleep. People don't think about it very often, but it's the most important aspect of recovery. Other than that, general energy levels, general General energy levels, and digestion have also been improved. One of the frequently asked questions surrounding a vegan diet is, how do I get enough protein in my diet? But Bate doesn't get too hung up on this issue. He says, I eat a lot of chickpeas, but I really don't worry about protein intake that much. I'm far more conscious of vitamins and minerals in my diet. They make the real difference. For this, I eat a lot of nuts and seeds, and they are very high in protein too. Well, you'll be forgiven for thinking the macho world of wrestling would pour scorn on a mostly plant-based diet plan, but Bate says it hasn't been that way. No, a lot of wrestlers ask about it. Some try to catch you out, but most about things like protein intake. While the ultimate warriors of yesteryear may have trained like bodybuilders, workout resume of a W superstar now takes a different focus. 
Yes, Bates says the difference between wrestling and bodybuilding is that there is no off-season. We can't afford to build up one to one big rep maxes and then the, a dead load. Well, this also sets W Superstars aside from other seasonal sports such as football and rugby. The training plans are largely the work of strength and conditioning coaches Sean Hayes and Triple H's personal coach Joe DeFranco. Under the direction of coaches Hayes and DeFranco, training is aimed at maintaining performance, not to peak like a sprinter's would, for example. Well, we train to keep a consistent level where we're always able to perform bait. Triple H is still in better shape than most guys now in his early 50s, and this shows what Sean can do. Pushing for a one rep max just isn't feasible when your workload consists of in-ring impact and a gruelling travelling schedule. I started going to the gym when I was 15 or 16 and I'd eat as much as possible, Bates says. Mills would include really high calorie beef and rice. I did this for three years. Also lifted as much as I could all the time, but eventually got to the point where general movements, general, general movements, movements, was hard and affected me as a wrestler. A lot is made in the fitness world of uh, leave your ego at the door. While this has become quite the cliche for bait, it really rings true. I'm able to lift and move more now with a lot of time spent stretching, not just lifting weights for my own eagle. ego, he says. This is particularly important when travel is taken into account. He said when we travel, it tends to build up a load of tightness, so my training tends to be a bit more about maintaining movement, not so much about lifting as much as possible or getting massive. So Tyler Bates' typical workout includes start off with my, my office facial... My offer facial release, lacrosse ball or foam roller on areas to be trained. A dynamic stretching and mobility work. This follows the circuit so each drill gets you through the session faster. The central nervous system or the CNS exercise to fire up nervous system. Use an explosive movement that relates to the area you're training for. Legs, box, jump, box jumps are used. And main lifts, e.g. box squats, these must be specific to wrestling work so we work up to a 3-4 rep max. Other muscles are then tightened individually with a hypertrophy mo- muscle growth rep range of 8 to 12. And that workout is finished off with a high-intensity exercise that isn't very heavy, such as sled pushes. Bates' upcoming NXT show is held in Cardiff on the same night rival promotions NJPW and AEW stage events. However, Bates doesn't feel any extra pressure to perform. Well, he says whenever there are any of these shows on, we are still going to go out to put on the best show that we can do. But it's always good that there's competition. It keeps us on our toes. So we learned things there from Tyler Bate. You know, we talk about kind of his upbringing. We know he started training at a very early age to become a professional wrestler. So, you know, his love of pro wrestling kind of took him through that as a teenager and then started training up. But uh, I don't think the vegan diet's that much of a surprise because you've got people like Daniel Bryan that does it now, you know. so Absolutely, yeah. And he kind of puts it into storylines and, you know, you also go along to the straight edge side of things that CM Punk had. So, you know, I, I don't think it's it's frowned upon as much as it probably would have been, you know, in the days of Ultimate Warriors, Hulk Hogan's and so on and so forth. I just think he'd have a very interesting match against Otis Dozovich because he is <laughs> shakes and weights, which is basically completely what against Tyler Bate is going yeah. for. Yeah, but I think we, unlike Otis Dozovich, I think Tyler Bate's got his head screwed on pretty firmly. You know, at the age of 22, he'd be able to talk the way he is. He's already changing his kind of tra- training regime to make it uh, fit him more. And like I said, there's a guy who's looking at Triple H who's performing in his 50s who's saying to himself, that's saying that. You know, so I think with Tyler Bate, we're seeing a guy who is very focused on, on his career and he's looking to become the absolute best. And that means putting it in every day, watching his diet and doing all the training and stuff as well. But as for the NXT UK champion, well, it's a different story. But before we speak about that man, there's only one thing we've got to do. That is... 
So Walter, born 20th of August 1987, so that makes him 32, from Vienna, Austria. He's six foot four, 297 pounds. He made his debut the 19th of November 2005. Walter, already one of Europe's most destructive heavyweights, is now also one of the most dangerous threats to the NXT UK locker room. Well, Jim Bruiser made his surprise debut at the end of the historic first ever NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool event, laying out Gallus' Joe Coffey with Big Boot and coming nose-to-nose with United Kingdom champ Pete Dunne. His reign of destruction has not slowed down since. Ushered to the ring as Dvorak's powerful sympathy number nine, as James played just before we uh, started talking about Walter, echoes through the arena. The Australian anomaly... Immediately sends shockwaves for our NXT UK universe and for good reason. An active competitor for more than a decade, Walter became a breakout star in the independent circuit in Europe and abroad in recent years. He's feared around the world for his pulverising in-ring style, including a brutal knife-edge chop that leaves opponent's chest sunken and discoloured. Over the course of his career, he has captured titles in Germany, England, Ireland and the United States. But it only took three months after arriving in NXT UK for Walter to notch his biggest accomplishment yet, ending Pete's Dunn, Pete Dunne's historic 685 United Kingdom champion. And what's even more impressive is he made his start in WXC in uh, like Germany. Now he's a head trainer there now, and also he's involved in in Progress Wrestling. He's uh, the champ still, and that's how dominant Walter is. If you look at him, he, we don't know a lot about his upbringing, but what we know is he's been a warrior for 10 years. How can you possibly counteract that, Dan, if Walter is just just this monster that's been built for this? Well, Tyler Bate has the answer, and it is nuts, seeds, and lettuce. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be interesting, but weirdly enough, this is not the first time they met. No, September last year, and Progress Wrestling had the biggest wrestling show in England in more than 30 years at Wembley Arena. Yeah, the London-based promotion ran the historic SSE Arena and it was announced during the event that a total of 4,750 fans were in attendance. The show featured a total of eight bouts, including four championship matches and showcased some of the best British and European talent. The card saw the likes of WNXT UK champ Pete Dunne, former NXT Tag Team Champion Moustache Mountain and many more compete. And there was a major announcement, major, major announcement, as Travis Banks was revealed as the first entrance in next year's Super Strong Style 16 tournament. So let's have a look at the results in form. We started off with Mark Haskins versus Matt Riddle. The ending came when the Americans set up Haskins for the bro-to-sleep finisher, which was reversed into a Canadian destroyer, followed by Made in Japan to give Haskins a huge win in front of the Wembley crowd. Yeah, and it's weird to think now that Matt Riddle's a part of the NXT roster. We had Progress Women's Championship triple threat match. Ginny versus Tony Storm versus Millie McKenzie. And of course, another two women there involved in NXT UK. This was a back and forth match with Storm and McKenzie getting a lot of attacks. The contest came to an end when Laura DiMatteo turned heel and attacked Tony Storm with a rainmaker and placed Ginny on Storm to get the pinfall. We had a Progress Atlas Championship singles match. Doug Williams versus Trent Seven. Well, Doug Williams is an absolute legend, isn't he? You know? And of course, Trent Seven as well. We, we know how much we lo- I love him. Yes, it was a match which was very much contested in the classic British style. A true passing of the torch moment. With the legend of British wrestling, Doug Williams retiring and handing over his Progress Atlas Championship to the WWE NXT UK star. Well, we had the no-DQ grud match, Jimmy Havoc versus Paul Robinson. After a curb stomp through light tubes, a rainmaker was enough to grant Havoc the victory in a very brutal and entertaining match. 
We also had now this. I like the sound of this. We had the Thunder Bastard Tag Team Match for the Progress Tag Team Championship. It was Bandido and Flaminta, who were the champions, going against the, uh, the 198, which was Webster Morgan Flash and Wild Boar Mike Hitchman, versus CC Camp, which, was, which is Chris Brooks and Timothy Thatcher, versus Sexy Star, who is David Starr and Jack Sexsmith. Great which name. Which is a lush name, <laughs> yep. And the Grizzled Young Vets, James Drake and Zach Gibson, versus the Anti-Fun Police, Chief Deputy Dunn, and Los Federales Santos Jr. versus Aussie Open, Cole Fletcher and Mark Davis versus Connor Mills and Maverick Mayhew. Well, after singling out Cole Fletcher, Zach Gibson and James Drake were... However, his partner Mark Davis was able to remove Gibson before the pair hit the fidget spinner on Drake for the win. Aussie Open are your new Progress World Tag Team Champions. And in the singles match, Pete Dunn versus Aya Dragunov. Again, it's just so weird looking at the card and thinking... Shit, hang on a minute, this is the entire roster. Well, after a very physical and grueling bout, which saw both men quite literally stomp their opponent's head into the ground. The finish saw Dunn counter a flying attack into the head scissors takedown before fingers of Dragunov to force a submission. Mark Andrews versus Eddie Dennis following a year-long feud. This match finally allowed the former best friends and tag team partners to settle the score in a TLC stipulation. stipulation. After two huge spots off the top of the ladder... Dennis was able to climb the rungs and grab the contract to end the feud and earn himself a shot at a Progress World Championship. Yes, and talking about the Progress World Championship, we had a singles match which was Tyler Bate versus the champion Volta. Yeah, so what, look at the card and you think all these guys kind of on NXT UK now shows the kind of depth that uh, British wrestling has got. And the main event of it is the main event that we're getting tonight as well. Walter as champion. Yes, well, the match had a big fight feel to it from the entrances to the stare down and it did not fail to deliver. Having been able to deliver a power slam on the Austrian juggernaut, Walter, Bate seemed to take an early advantage, but a trademark chop from the champion quickly in the course of the bout. Walter slowed the action down to his pace and was able to utilise his submission skills to similarly halt his opponent. Down, but not out, Bate rallied and after hitting a suplex on the outside of the ring, and then showcased his strength, spinning Walter on his shoulders. Walter then looked to have the match wrapped up after hitting a drop kick and a power bomb. But the UK star from the Midlands were able to rescue the free count after enduring some monster chops. The resilient bait was able to land a slow release German suplex for a close call. That was hugely impressive, but not even a top rope suplex and a child driver would keep Walter down. And after desperately trying to escape, bait finally succumbed following a huge pile driver, which saw Walter retain a Progress World Championship. The question is, will history repeat itself? Dan, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, I don't know. These two guys, you know, as you say, the history. Um, I, I would, I would so like to see Bate winning the match. Uh, I, you know, it would be a great ending to it. And, you know, it kind of, it would give Tyler Bate the boost that he doesn't only need, but deserves as well. Yeah, I think without a doubt, and I think if you look at how close the contest was, and we watched the match, and it was a really entertaining match. It's basically if you want to see, and I think tonight they have a chance to even push the envelope a little bit further as well, and actually get the kind of, uh, deliver an absolute classic match. So let's run through the card then. So we've got one thing left to do before 
we end we're going to have a proper in-depth analysis so the first match we're going to look at Dan uh, let's have a look at Noam Dar versus Travis Banks. So this is a kind of late addition to the UK TakeOver card. Noam Dar was going to say he's going to be at Cardiff no matter what, and Johnny Saint says, yeah, of course you can, but you're going to go against a man in Travis Banks who's, who's been a consistent performer in NXT UK since the start, really, hasn't he? You know? Absolutely, yeah. The Kiwi buzzsaw, he's a, a brilliant in-ring performer, and, uh, you know, there's there's no... there's so many superlatives you can throw at him as well you know he's a brilliant worker definitely someone who i'd like to see on the main roster you know and he'd be able to mix up against the likes of nakamura even seth rollins uh ricochet him and ricochet in a match together i mean God. I mean, we've seen a lot from him you know getting to the final the second uh uk tournament losing out to zach gibbs and, of course, missing out on the takeover match that he had against Jordan Devlin with uh, Finn Balor taking his place. But here's tonight. It's a great chance, I think, for redemption for him to ha- have a shot on this card and be like, like you said, let's go out and deliver. Because Noam Dar can deliver as well, can't he? Absolutely, yeah. Noam Dar, again, you know, he's a great performer. We've seen him on 205 Live. I don't think he kind of reached his full potential on 205 Live. Though. You know, he was mid mid card there at best and you know i think nxt uk is definitely the best place for dar to be uh you know along with the the backing of the fans the scottish supernova he is a good wrestler i think without that i think and that's the important thing about noam dar is that we haven't seen the best of noam dar and i think we're going to see that here tonight i expect this match to maybe start the show uh, because then you can get the fans into it as well but i think there's no doubt travis banks and noam dar can and definitely deliver as for a feud and a rivalry we've not seen it with these two guys i think it says a lot about Nam dar to be featured on the card uh, when you consider the guys that are missing out you know because we talk about aya dragunov here's a guy that could have maybe performed at the takeover event but it said it's Nam dar does that show that uh, nx uk have got big things for dar by having him involved on the takeover card i think you know he's uh he's a popular person you know despite him being a heel and I think, you know, he's going to be able to, he, he would, I'd say he'd be the kickoff match and he'd be kind of the person to keep people invested in this whole pay-per-view. Yeah, I think it's, it's a vital, you know, this this match here is probably the one that's got kind of got the least build out of all of it. But I think it's going to deliver something that, you know, many people aren't expecting. You know, we talk about great takeover matches and great pay-per-view matches, but this is one uh, kind of a real, you know, the thing about Takeover UK is the kind of independent feel to it and the way they can go out. And I think, like I said, with Dar, hopefully he can put in a, a great performance and show what he can do and underrated as well. You know, there's no doubt about that. Absolutely, yeah. It, it will be a very good clash of styles as well. Yeah. Me, so so uh, next match we're going to look at will be the last man standing match between Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff. So I'm, I'm going by the tone of your voice. This is the one that you're looking least forward to on the whole card itself because... You know, you've made it no secret that you're not a huge fan of the man who trained the bloke who's going to be in a championship match in the main event, Tyler Bate, uh, in Dave Mastiff. I don't, I don't know why you're so down on him. I know you say he looks like a, a Butlins performer. Yeah, there's but nothing wrong with that. I, I, you know, I think he's a very good character and, you know, he's a very good worker as well. Uh, I, I think, again, with Dave Mastiff, I want to see something a little bit different, you know. And I know he's kind of got an aggressive nature, but I just can't get my head around the kind of the look and, and it. It does remind me too much of kind of B 
Big Daddy or Giant Haystacks. But I'm hoping to see like a kind of big stunt tonight, you know, either to finish a match or whatever it is. I, I, I don't want to just see the kind of normal things. I don't want to just see like a table or a, even through the barricade. I want to see like a kind of, you know, like we've seen with Killian Dane and Matt Riddle recently. I want to see like a kind of stunt where they're at the stage or whatever it is and, and say that, you know, that would be really interesting. As for go- who goes over, I think that Joe Coffey might be um slight favourite, but I think Mastiff needs to win more. I don't know what you think about that. I think Mastiff would need the win, but again, you know, with Dave Mastiff, what are they going to do with him next? I mean, does he seem the type that's, if, say, Walter does retain, is Mastiff the type to step up to him? I think, say, like, you know, you're yeah. beating all these smaller guys, try and pick on someone your own size yeah, kind I, of thing. I think that's the thing, hopefully, that we'll see, because I think Mastiff, uh, even though Walter looks more intimidating, I still think face-to-face, I think that would be quite a good match-up, and it would be good to see Walter uh, being challenged in a different way. But then again, if Tyler Bate wins, then Joe Coffey would be a great con- uh, challenger next for him, wouldn't he? Absolutely, yeah. Um because, you know, with Joe Coffey feuding with uh, Tyler Bate afterwards, then Coffey can say, well, I couldn't beat Pete Dunne, but I'm going to beat you, you know? Absolutely. But would you be able to see a Walter versus Coffey match? Uh, that, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, maybe in, in different circumstances. But I think with, uh, maybe they could work it out. I mean, would you be interested in seeing the, the, mat- the match-up between the two? Well, again, you know, with Coffey, it's like... You know, you couldn't beat Pete Dunn, couldn't beat Walter, so what's the point in him being there at the moment? Does, but this is the thing, does Coffee need the victory? Who would you rather see face Walter, Mastiff or Coffee if you had a choice? I'd like to see Mastiff versus Walter, personally. I think that's the matchup that they'll be looking for as well. You know, I think Mastiff's a guy, I don't see him as an ex-UK champ, but I see him a guy who could be there, who you can beat on the way to get in there. Kind of like a Cassius Ono type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even like kind of like, you know, like a, you know, if to be, I don't know, compared to like Braun Strowman, but beat Braun Strowman to get to like Seth Rollins or something. Like, you know what I mean? In in that way, it's like, it's a big guy who if you're a smaller guy, well, how are you going to do that? And then you can just kind of outsmart him in that way. I think the, with Gallus, it's a weird thing at the moment. I'm not sure where they're going with that, you know? And I think that we're going to see that in the card tonight. If they go one way, you're going to be like, oh, okay, maybe we're going to go this, this way with Gallus. Speaking of Gallus, they've got the tag team title match um, trying to beat the Grizzled Young Vets versus Andrews and Webster. Now, triple threat tag team match, this should be a really entertaining encounter, shouldn't it? It is done right. You know, with uh, triple threat matches, you normally see either a two-on-one kind of thing or you see like someone getting kicked out of the ring for a little while and then... You spot them peering yeah, over the ring yeah, apron, yeah. looking for their spot to come in. You know, I don't want to see that. I want to see fluid. I want to see it all coming together nicely, and you know them all m- meshing and gelling together. You know, we could see a good couple of two-on-one moves, and it is it's going to be an interesting match. And are you surprised that Imperium aren't represented in this as well? Because a fatal four-way tag team match. Well, uh, you know, for me, what I, my thoughts are for this is Imperium will be tag team champions very soon. Do you think Imperium will come true on uh, the Undisputed Eras? Yeah. Uh, well, before them. Yeah, the, I, I think they'll definitely. I think definitely uh, Eichner and um, 
Barthel will hold the SUK Tag Team Champions. With Alexander Wolf there, you could have the opportunity to say, here's your secondary... I mean, if you brought the European Championship back, people would mark out for it. Do you know what I'm saying? So it would be, you, you know, if if it was there as a secondary championship, then people would be quite happy to see that. Where would it actually mean anything? I think, for, personally for me, I think there's too many championships in WWE right now. You know? Absolutely, yeah. When you consider, like, you know, you on just Raw and SmackDown alone, but even with NXT and NXT UK, it's just a bit kind of, you need to kind of, I, I wouldn't have the North American Championship. Um, up to have the 205 Live Championship, or the Cruiserweight Championship even, defended on that show in that way. And the US title, uh, probably get rid of that as well. You know, I mean, there's a couple. Out of all the championships, you know, if you're going to mark them up where you see them, what's kind of lowest on the the ranking for you, you know? I would say it's probably the US. Yeah. I think that as well, you know. If you look, if you got the WWE, I think Universal one for me is not. I, you could just have one champ. So, do you think because of its entertainment value, the twenty four seven title is ranked higher than a majority of titles on the main roster? I think without a doubt. I think the only problem with the twenty four seven title is if they keep going with um, Truth and Maverick, even though it's really entertaining, it's going to hit that one note again soon. Do you know what I mean? So. I think that's lacking. But you, you're quite a fan of 24-7 Tile, aren't you? I think it has provided with us with a lot of moments which you wouldn't have seen with any other title. Yeah. And it's kind of brought people into it. Like, you know, like the Drake Maverick with, with his uh, kind of story, you know, still yet to consummate his marriage. The R-Truth Entertainment Factor as well. And, you know, like winning a title on a golf course or winning a title at an airport. or so. You know, it is... It's brought something that you would never have seen or you never thought you would have seen yeah, into yeah, yeah. WWE. You know, it's, you didn't know you wanted it until it happened. Yeah, I think without doubt. I think that's the interesting <laughs> thing to see. But also, where would you rank the NXT UK Championship in that? Would it be above the NXT title or not? I don't think just yet. Because I think what Pete Dunne did, though, is really help establish the championship, don't you? You know, Absolutely, yeah. Um, without Pete Dunne, that title would have been lower than probably the US Championship. <laughs> yeah, to be but, fair. But, you know, with Dunne and especially, like, you know, it's had three champions since it's You know, the 24-7 title has been around not even a year and it's had... Yeah, fucking 50. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that many. Even, like, a Fox executive producer has yeah. been champion. But I think that's the interesting thing. I think the, for me personally, the NXT UK title is probably more important than the Universal Championship. And I know people are going to go like, what are you talking about? But I think for me, it's WWE Championship is kind of like the number one. Intercontinental title's always, always been a big fan of it, obviously. Uh, just one tag team title, please. I don't need one on, on SmackDown and Raw. Uh, for me. And then you've got probably UK title and then just probably the same NXT Championship. I think the NXT title though has kind of lost its luster a little bit but uh, I think with the UK title with like Dunn's reign like you can't fault any of the champ you can't fault the reign even Walter's reign has been really entertaining at the moment you know no um, all, all the champion reigns have been absolutely brilliant and as we say you know there's I don't think there has been a bad NXT UK Championship match whatsoever. No, I, I don't think so. But this is the goal now for this card is to bring out the championship matches uh, for the, so the, the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. I mean, we've not really seen that many 
big matches involved. You know, Grizzled Young Vets have been quite quiet champions. Would that be fair to say? Like They have been, yeah. Even though they've got one of the most outspoken people yeah, on there. Yeah, it's, it's weird, yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't think... I think it has been slightly underwhelming for what it could have been. Uh, would Gallus bring it up? I don't know. I think my logical answer for that is Andrews and Webster. I think they bring something to the titles, yeah. you know, because... It's a face team, and the, you know face teams are more entertaining. And then you, there's a lot more prospects you can go with that as well. Especially in Wales, you give Mark Andrews his moment in his hometown or you know his home country. That would be great. And then in in the next, you know, give it a month, and then they can drop the titles to um, Imperium, and then you can have that storyline there as well with Mustache Mountain going for it. You know, I think with Andrews, don't get me wrong, I don't mind Morgan Flash Webster. But I think Andrews is it could be challenging in the Tyler Bate role against Walter, and I'll be quite happy with that. You know, I think that would be a great matchup as well. You know, absolutely, yeah. I think Andrews is probably out of all these, is probably the most talented guy. Or is that I don't know. I really like Zach Gibson. Out of the six, who's the best? Um, I would have to say Zach Gibson for mm. me, and then Andrews is a very, very, very close second. Uh, Gallus, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey you know it's uh, nah <laughs> you know they've not been doing anything kind of outstanding for me Webster Flash Morgan or Morgan Flash Webster or whatever his name is he does a bit of work and I think you know it will go on to that yeah no I think so too I think this is the thing that you're seeing I think Gibson and Andrews can challenge for the NXT UK title down the road and actually be kind of main eventers there. And speaking of the other championship, what about the NXT Women's Championship? Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray. Now this one, it it I don't know. It doesn't seem like much to me. I'm not too struck on Kaylee Ray, but I think the personal side to it makes it worth watching. You know, it's obviously we're going to watch it, but <laughs> but worthy of watching. Yeah. Um. I I I'm not sure what Kaylee Ray is going to bring to it. We you know we know exactly what Tony Storm can do. She's had some very, very entertaining and good matches. We've seen the classic Tony Storm matches, her getting beaten down and then pulling it back together and winning with a Storm Zero at the end. Yeah. But I think the thing about Tony Storm and what I've seen from her is a lot of people say I'll take her up to the main roster, whatever it is. But I look at Tony Storm and go, she is main roster ready. She could literally go SmackDown if it was correctly booked. And actually, you know, be in a position where she could carry the championship if she wanted to as well. I think that's how great Tony Storm is, you know. I think we've seen that over the past couple of years, what she can do, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. She's definitely main roster ready. But would she get spoiled? I mean, because, like, you know, the main roster, it is all about the four horsewomen. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, to, to discredit the the actual kind of... Uh, the the way the booking is at the moment. I just talked about if if I was going to have someone on the main roster, I'd probably have Tony Storm over Dana Brooke, you know, or whoever else is on there at the moment. I think Storm is. As for Katie Ray, I think she's got a very interesting look that is not very WWE, I've, and I think maybe that will play against her a little bit in WWE. Kind of, you know, do you know what I mean by that? Like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's it is a shame because you know it's. I've heard she's a very good talent. She's had some very, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. very good matches. But, you know, that doesn't normally mean that you can make it on the WWE roster. I mean, you know, Ember Moon, we've 
waxed lyrical about her all the time she was in NXT, and then she goes up to the main roster, and she's doing nothing. Kari Sane, Oscar as well. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you that. But I think Kaylee Ray tonight has a chance to, to show what she can do, and her and Tony Storm have wrestled a ton in the past. So you're expecting the kind... My problem with NXT at the moment, even with the Baszler and Yim match, was a couple of little botches involved. We're not going to get anything like that tonight. These are two women that can definitely work. I think what's going to hold Katie Ray back is a kind of look. And, and, you know, I'm not saying have a, you know, but Vince McMahon will be thinking, well, God damn, you have a boob job, God damn it. And, and maybe, you know, sign it out and I'll be happy. So, Get your hair blonde. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, and I feel that with Katie Ray that she might struggle with that. As for Tony Storm, I think as soon as Vince McMahon sees her, he, and plus it, it kind of her story you know does she do the same thing in every match um i think that's she's already got the WWE style in that way do you know what i mean that's what WWE does so yeah, face in peril yeah They'd exactly and, and the kind of signature moves that she's got and then finally talking about the main event walter versus tyler bate dan what is there to, to add to this well we're gonna see the death of Tyler Bates' chest. Will we see any interference? I mean, you know, with Cesaro being there, you say he's going to have a hands-on approach. Is he going to want to challenge Walter for the UK Championship? Will we see a swerve and Cesaro joining Imperium much like Alexander Wolfe did, you know? Absolutely. You know, there is... <laughs> would would that be too much, though? Would, like, five... You know what I mean? Four people in the group, but five of them with Cesaro joined. Would that be too dominant, then? I think that would be a bit too much. And, you know, would we see a, a clash between Walter and Cesaro? Yeah, we might do, but imagine this. Right? I just had this thought. It's fucking brilliant. You'll love this. Cesaro joins Imperium. you got them lot. Brick Strong style, of course, you've got Mustache Mountain. Along with Pete Dunne, who comes back. They need help, though. Who are they going to get? What about the Scottish psychopath? Drew McIntyre comes to NXT UK, smashes them all, wins every single title, and then he's happy. What a great idea that is. Shut up, James. I feel with Walter, the only person that can beat him is someone like Drew McIntyre. I don't know if Pete Dunne... I think Pete Dunne put his tail between his legs and ran away. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I don't think it's... Scared. He's not scared, he's just so good that he's trying to spread himself too thin. With uh, Drew McIntyre, I think it would be probably the best for McIntyre, but it wouldn't be the best for WWE, because I think WWE does need a Drew McIntyre. You're right about that. Uh, don't don't <laughs> get all dickhead over it, James, right? <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying with that, you know, you need... Kind of that force. I think if he was to go to uh, NXT UK, it would be a bit of a step down for him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, do you think it's a step down for Cesaro? It isn't because he has utilised the way we want him to be utilised yeah. on WWE TV. So it's kind of it's getting him out there. It's helping out NXT UK as well as helping out Cesaro because you know it's. He said himself he's asked time and time again to come over to NXT UK to do a few bits over here. And if he's not being used right since, like, kind of him and uh, Seamus have gone their separate ways, then, yeah, utilise him there. But with Drew McIntyre, I think there's still so much more you can do him on the main roster. So is that the same with Alistair Blackland? Even though he's kind of got the European connection, you would keep Black involved with the main roster, right? even though they're not using him right. 
to go to NXT UK would be... Well, this whole knocking on my door type of thing, I think that's good, but they need more people to step up to it. I think WWE needs to move away from the Brock Lesnar's, from the John Cena's. Mm. Not Randy Orton, because Randy Orton is always going to be there. He is a pillar to it. But they need to kind of stop relying on people like that and actually bring wrestlers that deserve it. Like, you know, I'm going to say it, Drew McIntyre, like your Cesaro's, like your Ali B's. You know, people that don't get used as well as they should do. I think, you know, even Steph Rollins needs to kind of take a step back. I know they won't do it, but, you know, it's it's something that would be, in Vince McMahon's words, best for business. But if you could pick one guy, if you were the booker of NXT UK and you could pick one wrestler in WWE or even outside WWE to come to the NXT UK to make it better, who would you pick? CM Punk. You'd pick CM <laughs> Punk, would you? <laughs> and why would you pick CM Punk? Because he is a big name draw. He is someone that could go anywhere and turn it into a gold mine. <laughs> Who would you pick then? Well, if, if he's looking at going to NXT UK and making like the, the proper statement or something like that, then you know it, it, I would pick Drew McIntyre. That would be the biggest thing, and the reaction he would get would be mental as well. And like you know the, the um, Claymore kick to uh, Walter to set up a kind of a feud in the match. I mean, you did, Walter versus Drew McIntyre would be mental just in kind of size and size alone between the two you know um but i mean this is the thing that we're seeing nxt uk is, is the kind of place to be at the moment i think tonight is going to send a huge statement but i mean we look at tyler Bate versus walter i mean could is there a chance walter could get overconfident tonight i don't know i think you know he needs to bring some confidence to it because he is you know the man who ended pete dunn and his, well, yeah. potentially his career on NXT UK. So he's he deserves to have that confidence. The thing I'm more concerned about is him underestimating what Tyler Bate can actually bring to the ring. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, that's the thing. We haven't seen Walter make a mistake, have we? He, he's not made a mistake in ring yet. And like talk about the overconfidence of underestimating Tyler Bate and letting Bate in. If you don't put Tyler Bate away, he, you know, he will stay in there constantly, you know. And this is the thing that we've seen with him. Uh, as, as for Walter, but he's not put a foot wrong. But has Bate got underneath his skin? Has he actually got into the mindset of Walter and making him feel different? Because we've seen how he's been recently in, you know, treating other students, thinking he looks like Tyler Bate, for God's sake. Yeah. Has, has, is that going to play into the game plan tonight? I think, you know, with, with Tyler Bate, because Bate out-waltered Walter. You know, <laughs> yeah. as we saw, he lured him in. He had Trent Seven come down and, you know, he had him when his back was turned. And that's... I don't know, but is, is that having is Tyler Bate having to do that to Walter? Is that his way of saying, look, you know, I won't be face to face. Wait till your back's turned, and I will take you down. Yeah, well, I think this is the thing. Bate is thinking by any means necessary now, and it will be interesting to see if Bate can keep his anger intact because, like you said, he's taken out not only Pete Dunn but Trent Seven, a guy that trained him, his best friend. And when you look at your best friend kind of being taken out by someone, the kind of anger that you're going to have inside you, Tyler Bate is really going to struggle to keep that in check, you know. And we talk about outside interference. It may be just full of a Walter will try and play that into Bate and say, look, you hit me with a chair last time, do it now. But 
I can't see Walter taking the easy way out. You know, you, you talk about fucking Ivan Drago here. Do you know what I mean? This kind of monster. Yeah, dies. this monster who thinks he's the whole point of Imperium is that he think they're better than everybody else. You know what they do in the ring? They kind of bring the jits to me. He's called the Ring General. That's his fucking ring. And Tyler Bate tonight has got to go into it and be like, no, now it's a chance to show you what. There's no doubt what Bate can do, but when you're putting the two together, it just it's an awesome match. Even speaking about it now, I am getting excited because you just know kind of what it's going to bring, and the crowd is going to be electric in Cardiff as well tonight. Uh, absolutely, we should... there's no discount in the UK crowds. I mean, yeah. absolutely above par. The chance we come out with, and it is just yeah a lot better than the americans well you know but the atmosphere tonight should be cracking of course the takeover pre-show on the network has just started as well half hour before the event obviously not as good as our ones but what are you hoping for takeover tonight i just hope it delivers i think you know with all the matches they all have potential to do something very good in them and you know that's all i that's all i want i want something that's fluid that runs through it's like you know we we could be sat there watching it, and you know we get to about the fourth match and we be like, bloody hell! Yeah, yeah, and you've not realised it. You know something that's it's kept you hooked in. It's kept you you know wanting more on the edge of your seat. A few good false finishes. You know something that's going to be very memorable. Yeah, I think without doubt, I think that's the the important thing tonight. That everybody, all the talent on the show, has got a chance to make a statement here tonight. Yeah, we've got New Japan. Yeah, we've got All Elite Wrestling. We've not spoken about AEW at all on this show. Um, but they had some problems recently, didn't they, with um, AEW. We talk about their kind of one of their biggest matches was Dean Ambrose or John Moxley's it is now uh, going to fight Kenny Omega. And, of course, uh, Dean Ambrose suffered an injury whilst he was out in Japan. Who would have thought having 10 matches in Japan before the biggest pay-per-view of the company, it would go wrong for him, you know? But he did have a match against Enzo Amore and Big Cass. So. Well, there we go. And that's the problem. It's a massive infection. Showing you're not sure when he's going to go there. So, again, before another AEW show, someone misses out. But Pac has taken his place, or as we know him, as Neville. So it would be Neville versus Omega, and that should be a fantastic match, as it was. Are you interested at all about AEW tonight? Have you had enough of it now? I am not. No, it's it's getting boring. I mean, you know, any company could make a a big statement if they was having pay-per-views once every three months. Once they get into a weekly, regular thing, um, you know, and progress through that, because, as I've said before, none of the storylines have made with the matches and that is one thing that keeps you invested is the storytelling and how things progress through that um neville i think he would have been a perfect fit for nxt uk they could have built nxt uk around him and it would have been his world and that would have been great yeah i think that, i think there's but you know let's and that's a great segue into talking about british talent because you know i, I was thinking this uh recently it's like if they had the amount of wrestling they have now when I was growing up, I, I, I honestly feel I would have been like a wrestler or something like that because of how easy access it was. The interest would have been there to go out. You know, We've now got a performance centre in our own country where WWE trains the wrestlers. You know, But do you not think it's like music? You go back like 10 years and a, and a song would say at number one for 20-odd weeks. But now, because every idiot can get in front of a camera and go on YouTube, YouTube, that superhuman fella, 
<laughs> he is being signed because he does these crazy stunts. He has been signed to perform a, a wrestling match. Yeah. I mean, this guy, you know, this is all for my juggalos and jiggalettes. Whoop, whoop. Fuck this shit. And getting thrown through a television or into bricks and that. Yeah. He's made himself, you know, famous. And I think there is, there's too many, too much. You know, yeah. I'm not saying it's it can be a bad thing, but it is an irritating thing. You know, as I was going on about music and that, every idiot in front of a YouTube camera, you know, putting themselves out there. Oh, yeah, they're a good singer, but it's... There's too much. But isn't that a great opportunity? Like, I mean, we wouldn't be doing what we did if it wasn't kind of like being able to have the technology now to go and do it. You know, it, it's it's people's choice to go out. I, I would just suggest, like, if everybody and anybody wants to do it, fucking go out and do it, you know, and then see, and then you get the reaction. You might get fucking a list of horrible people having to go at you because it's awful. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's even like you talk about that with uh, Britain's Got Talent and X Factor with the auditions of people going out there and the bad singers being put through because that's entertainment. So that's what the world is now. People want to see kind of, you know, the good and the bad and kind of have a laugh at it. Uh, but I think what I'm trying to say about the kind of British wrestling scene is, you know, we we went to Rev Pro, you know, what was it, you know, four, five, six years ago, and the talent on show there. And not only just to go, oh, these guys are going to be kind of, um, you know, involved in, in wrestling. These kind of guys that went straight to the main roster. You know, you talk about you know, your people like your Drew McIntyre's and obviously your Ricochet's who were destined for greatness at that point. People like Will Ospreay, British wrestler, uh, one of the kind of the most kind of over people in the world in Japan, and he's got the power to say no. I don't want to come to WWE as well. You know, you've you got people like Jay Lethal went on so much success in the kind of Ring of Honor, Young Bucks, and it was a kind of chance of going to kind of let's talk about local show to see it. And now there's popping up everywhere. Like you know, there'll be three or four wrestling shows in a kind of month. And like I said, with the talent on show in Britain, I think with NXT to actually have a show on the network. That's in Britain, and it's going to be focused all on what we do. I think it's brilliant, you know. But do you not think, like, you know, as you're saying about RevPro, do you not think it's got a bit too big for its britches? I mean, you know, we saw it when it was fighting in a... When they was performing with a crowd of, I'd say, 100 to 150 people at most. And, you know, it's now gone on to bigger things. You know, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing for RevPro, but do you not think it's... But kind the, of taken yeah. away from what the fans like us was getting out of it. The problem is, is that this is what wrestling companies do. You know, WWE is in a very lucky position because they can stay to do what they can. But if you look at kind of what, even with ICWs, I watched recently in Glasgow, they started shows with like 200 people and then went to shows for like, you know, 3,000 people and now it's dropped back down again. You try and uh, expand your audience and as you're getting that, you're alienating the, the fan base that was there before and plus then you realise that the kind of talent that you had that made stars have been taken away by brands like WWE and then slowly you kind of realise you're going to have to go to slower itself. So it's all peaks and valleys when it comes to wrestling. And at the moment, I don't think wrestling has been this high in a very long time. You know, you do talk about uh, you wrestle. Most people now know not only WWE, but know most other things. You know, most most other wrestlers. The kind of audience that we've got that we've had has kind of changed over five years for being this kind of uh, thing of oh, it's kind of like, not even like a secret to talk about of or not being able to express yourself properly to now being able to watch all these great shows. And this is the thing: just watch as much wrestling 
that's what I'll always say because you can go out and and enjoy your takeovers. You know, you can have you can watch free events today. You know, when I was a kid, I had to wait until the the thing was on Sky and whatever it is. And now you can get the internet and you can watch New Japan Pro Wrestling if you fancy it. You can watch NXT UK on here and then later on watch uh, AEW as well. Uh, and and I think we've got kind of embrace that in. You know, and I think the British wrestling scene we're showing it's popping and the stars are on top. And it's going to be headlined tonight by Walter. For the NXT title, which I think is going to be incredible as well, you know. Absolutely, yeah, it's going to be a very, very good event. But on the uh, pre-show, we had just a bit of movement there, Dan, didn't we? Yes, we had uh, Cesaro getting spoken to uh, earlier today, and he looked like he had a very serious look in his face, and he was carrying a bag which may or may not contain his ring gear. Wouldn't it be funny if Noam Dar got taken out and Cesaro was the mystery opponent to like opposite what happened to Travis Banks last time round? Uh, well, <laughs> you never know. You, you never know with takeovers. And that's what I hope we see. We see a little bit of surprise. Will we see someone in the crowd tonight, do you reckon? I reckon we will, yeah. Yeah, so we see we've got the excitement of that as well. And like we said, we've got five matches there. There's a couple of... Uh, I'm, well, there's one I'm not sure, Dan's not sure. And I'm sure by the end of the night, it will have definitely delivered as well, you know? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so, all right. So before we go, we've just got the schedule. We've got a new schedule. And mm. what is, what's the big news, Dan? The big news is 250 is coming. It's not 250 live. Like the 205 Live. Oh, I see what you did there. You didn't get it, did you? No, I didn't, no. <laughs> but we'll bring you the top 50 wrestlers since the beginning of the podcast. And not counting classic content and only wrestlers in WWE in 2015 or later. So we did the WNR 50 nearly 200 episodes ago where we just had basically everybody at the time. But I, I don't think Roman Reigns is on the list. I don't think Seth Rollins is on the list. We'll have a we'll have what we'll do for the two. AJ Styles weren't even in WWE at the time. He wasn't even in. What we'll do, we'll do a list. We'll, we'll tell you the list of our fifty kind of legends as it was back then, and then we'll have a new list. But like we said, we can't count anybody. So unfortunately, Alex Wright will not be able to get in, even though he's got an enormous penis. Uh, he can't. But what we'll probably do for three hundred, maybe is kind of jam the list together and try and get as many wrestlers on the list, you know. We'll see what we can... Well, obviously, we're not going to do a 500. That would be ridiculous, you know. But oh. we, we, we're 250 is coming. Uh, but before the 250, we've got so much more as well. Yes, uh, on September the 8th, we've got WNR for September, and that's episode 245. Yeah, of course, we're going to have the finals of the breakout tournament there. Of course, your guy versus mine. I wonder which way that's going to go. Uh, plus, lots more. September 15th, WWE Full Brawl, uh, 99, that's WNR 246. September the 22nd is Clash of Champions, and that's 24-7. Not the title, but... 247. And then September 29th, WWE versus WWE, the WNR 248. And October the 5th, episode 249, it is the go-home show for episode 250, and that is the WNR for October. And then either October 11th, we'll do it live, or we'll release it October 12th. We're not sure yet what we're going to do. Do you reckon, should we do the 250 live? I think we should do the 250. I think we should do our debate on 250, because that is always entertaining (laughs) for our list. And then... Release it on October the 12th, our full list, and, you know, other bits to go along with the 250 as well. So we might be live to masturbate, but we'll let everybody know. But like I said, 250 is coming 
that weekend. That's when our big episode, 250 episodes. Uh, what a run it's been. Uh, and still so much more, like we say, tomorrow night as well. We'll bring you the entire NXT UK TakeOver event. It's a WNR podcast first. We'll only be 24 hours behind then. We will bring out the entire event. And of course, all our predictions as well as we love to do. Dan, final thoughts on TakeOver tonight. I just hope it's uh, a very good event. All matches are strong and we get uh, you know, a shocking moment that you won't forget. I've, I, yeah. I want this, no pressure on itself, to be a 10 out of 10 pay-per-view. <laughs> no, no pressure whatsoever. No, and I'm actually a candidate. Uh, how, right, how many 10 out of 10s have you delivered? I have never given a 10 out of 10 for a pay-per-view. I, mean, I gave it nine and a half was my closest. But we'll see what happens here tonight. Like we say, this is the hope. It's the hope it's going to get us, you know. We've got so many great matches tonight. It's going to be fantastic. Like we say, we'll bring the entire event tomorrow. Uh, but that is it for our live show. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at John Score Rollins across all the Google platforms. Send us an email the WNR podcast.com. The WNR podcast at gmail.com. How many years have I done that? And I forgot. And I was, cause I was thinking about Instagram because you can follow us at the WNR podcast at, uh, there as well. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network. You can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WNet Review Podcast. We've got clips on there and podcasts go at the same time on YouTube. They do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're on Spreaker Radio where we're live now. Stitcher Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. We've also got a website that's coming very soon, the WNRpodcast.com. And uh, you can get all of our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube information. But it's still under construction, and it is looking very, very good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is coming along nicely. But uh, we'd just like to say thanks for joining us on Friday. I really like you for joining tonight. And I tell you what, if you listen to us more, I will love you. But until then, I've been James Rowlands. And as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. And bye. Bye.